Black who's going to go for it. Black for the one point to win the grand final. He's done it. Hello, welcome to another episode of Talking the Facts of Life, proudly sponsored by Eclipse Energy. Um, welcome uh, once again, my name is Mike Egg, and as always I'm joined by my producer, fan, as I always like to say, and compadre, Rick Farrell. In the stand there. We're with the wonderful background, you can see there. Blue and white um, <laughs> We might not be able to be joined by the blue and white army on the terraces, but we can have him on the podcast, that's, that's how we roll. Loving his burger. <laughs> and, and as you can see, if you're watching it on Facebook or YouTube, or you'll be able to hear in a second, we're joined by two, two special guests. Uh, you might recognise one as the most famous mascot in rugby league, and, and the other is the instigator of it. Uh, please welcome Mark Wadsworth and Craig Atkinson, aka Akers and Sharky. Hello <clears throat> and welcome. How do? Oh, hello. How do? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've got a, a lot to talk about in this show. We've got it's quite a special kind of international theme show, um, as you can see from my Toronto Wolfpack shirt and array of international jerseys uh, behind me. And also, Acker's got an act with the with England shirt there, nicely. <laughs> so, without further ado, let's get straight into it. So, unfortunately, we have to start off with a couple of uh, sad bits of news, unfortunately, from an Halifax point of view. First of all, we had the passing away of Tony Gartland, who, who pretty much bankrolled the club in the 80s and 90s, and we wouldn't have Wembley 788 and the minor successes in the 90s uh, without him, and a uh, controversial figure in, in some respects, but at the end of the day, anyone who puts the amount of money that he did into Halifax is well worth uh, a, a thank you for that. Um, Akers and Sharky, you probably know a little bit more about, about what life was like under Gatland on Fax, uh, the Australian invasion and all that. Um, what what are kind of your memories and kind of what are your like, thanks for the, the, the facts when we start to get good? <laughs> yeah, it were, uh, I just remember, you know, I was just coming over and Brookie, Brookie I think, and, and uh, we just, uh, you know, I was just a bit too, you, you know, I, I wasn't old enough to appreciate it really, you know, like now or a few years earlier, I'd have really appreciated it, but I didn't really appreciate it and, you know, what it did for the club and, you know, all the money put in and players we had, and, but it was, it was it were a great time, a great time and we're crying out for someone like that now, aren't we? You know, oh, it'd be God. great to get, eh? I know. We just need another Tony Gatland, not another yeah. one more Tony Gatland out there. I wonder how many clubs in Super League had not survived if they didn't have someone like that now. That is, of course. That is a thing. Yeah. Definitely. You look at, you yeah. see like Ken Davy at Huddersfield, Michael Carter at Wakefield, to name two. Ian Lane. Their money stopped going in. One. Yeah, of course. He said it's, it's a tricky predicament, but um, you can't knock people who love the clubs and put money in. You can't knock them if, they, if they're prepared to do that because. I think some people have said that if they, were, if they had a business sense, they wouldn't do it. It's for the love of the club because it's not a win-win situation if you put money into a rugby club. It's one of those things that always gets mentioned in terms of like what you'd do if you won the lottery in it. Oh, well, I'd do this. I'd buy a nice car. I'd take a fancy holiday. I'd, I'd buy my sports club and I'd make us the best team <laughs> in the world, you know. <laughs> I'd do it as an anonymous donation, me. It'd be a, a, a grant. I've just put uh, two lucky dips on for tonight for Euro Millions. So, <laughs> if, if we're in there Super we League, if we're in Super League in two years' time, you know, <laughs> we'll be a bit so when we wake up on Monday morning and it's the press conference from the Craig Atkinson Shea Stadium, <laughs> then we know yeah. what's. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 
I think I'd buy. Well, I think I'd buy that corner at Shea and Hall. You know, you know that unfinished corner at Shea. I think I'd yeah. buy that. But like, do that into you know my bit. Of yeah, yeah. Then folk would be ripping it down in hundred years' time, saying what a bad he was and all this. <laughs> change the name of the stand. Change it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we've unfortunately had that, and, and another loss that we've we probably all felt personally as far as well was the the the, the somewhat tragic passing of Simon Cooper. Now, the reason why we're doing this international show is because Simon Cooper was a, a trailblazer of international rugby. Started the German um, side from the ground up, really, and is in the German Hall of Fame. Hopefully, he'll. No, he'll no doubt in the not too distant future become a member of the International Hall of Fame because of the work that he's done but first and foremost he was an Halifax fan as well he was a great Halifax fan even though he lived far far away um, he always supported uh, any supporters club me personally when I used to write articles on scratchingshed.com and faxfans.co.uk <laughs> in my youth and that sort of stuff when he used to write bollocks instead of talking bollocks but he also got in touch when we were down at Phoenix, he used to email the studio and this stuff as well. So it was it was a really really good man. And Sharky, I know that you you that you knew him as well. Um, big big loss in there. Yeah, I mean it's. I mean I always say you can tell you can tell a person by the company they keep. And uh, I think this week he's had quite a lot of uh, big raps on people. Uh, you know Pete Emmett and you know in social media there's a lot of, a lot of. Uh, you know, good people that have, uh, you know, obviously been touched by it and affected by it. So, uh, so yeah, it's it's uh, it's sad, really. It's, uh, but it's like again, the rugby community, you know, coming together and stuff, and uh, they'll make sure that is, you know, his legacy uh, keeps going and, uh, and you know, and is not forgotten. So, mm, for sure, I hope they do something for him, whether it's. Uh, uh, an international trophy. There's, I know there's kind of a secondary European competition that they have underneath the kind of England, Ireland, Scotland thing, kind of like Germany v, I don't know, Serbia or whoever, and then hopefully they do name something after him. Kind of like when Steve Prescott died, they named Man of Steel after him. Hopefully he gets that some sort of legacy there because the, the guy deserved it for, for the work that he did. And as, as I say, um, it'll be very, very much missed. And kind of a tribute to him, this show is about picking our international 13, our all-time international 13 from our lifetime, however long or short that may be, um, and <laughs> people who've made their mark on the international stage. Now, we've been kind of strict in the criteria. It's kind of like um, the the how good they were in terms of when we were watching them. So, for instance, how me and Rick uh, decided to do it was, like, for instance, I could have picked Ella Hanley because in my lifetime, Ella Hanley were playing, but I can't remember him at his best. I only remember him from the, the What a Waste of Money game at Thrumall, which I'm sure people <laughs> out there will remember. And that's that. And, and, and people like Gary Schofield, I just remember him being a, a big fat blob for us, who, who ran the length of the pitch of the shea when he got called offside and had to walk back because he was so unnatural. <laughs> Uh, but that's another story for another day. So how we'll do it is we'll go through positions bit by bit. If we all pick the same, happy days. If not, then we'll have a, a structured, organised, well-managed debate about who should go in at in the Talking the Facts of Life International Dream Team 13. If you know how to catch your title, please let us know. So let's go. Let's... For it anyway. 
<laughs> Anyone wants to write a jingle for the whole show, let us know. And get an <coughs> ad break or whatever like that, please let us know. Um, full back. Start from the start from the one. So let's go to Akers first. Who have you picked as your fullback? I've got Billy Slater. Good choice. Good choice. I have two. <laughs> so why 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 Billy the Kid? Well, it's just been outstanding, hasn't it? Last how long? You know, I had a, I had a couple down. I was see Jonathan Davis were all right at fullback. I thought you know, so I had him in the mix, but. I went for Billy Slater because, you know, just outstanding, wasn't he? Yeah. He's everything that you want from a fullback, isn't he? Yeah, definitely. When you think of the modern fullback, the role, mm. the, all, all these positions that we'll go through have changed roles and changed dynamic and purpose throughout the years. But when you think of the quintessential modern day fullback, the one who has got to be solid at the back but chimes into the line, kind of like a third half back, in my yeah. opinion, Billy Slater's got it all. So yeah, I, I fully agree with that choice, Akers. Agree, Sharky. Who have you gone for? <coughs> Ida. Ah, well, there you go. The thing there is, I was just—it was between Ida and Slater. Mm. Uh, so I went and looked at a few videos of Ida when he used to play. You know, because I didn't want to be uh, persuaded uh, by emotion and stuff. You know, with him. So I looked. Oh, basically, Ida's in there with the top three, four. Polls for fullbacks in Australia, you know, in terms of Paul. Uh, and I looked at a few videos of him, and he's like a second, even when we were younger, we were like a second rower at fullback. Yeah. And I, I think he'd still do a job today <clears throat> at fullback, which is yeah. what I'm basing my selections on people who I think mm. adapt to today. And, uh, you know, some of the videos, it was barnstorming. So I'm revered in Australia, even still. It's yeah. Still yeah. Oh, of course. He's a one back. If you think of one bat, then they say Graham Eady and that. The thing that Eady definitely had is positional play. Mm. Now, Slater's had that as well, but Slater had bags of pace so that even if he was slightly off in his position, he could make up for that. Eady, with the greatest player in the world, wasn't the quickest guy in, in, on the park, but his positioning, he, he, he had it up there, didn't he? Yeah. Well, he, when he came out of retirement, he, I mean, you don't stay retired for two years, come out of retirement and do what he did unless you're a special yeah, when he played for us, it were fantastic. Never used to, never dropped an eyeball. Only eyeball I ever remember him dropping. We're in semi-final against Widnes. <coughs> and I, I remember it going up in air, and oh, I'm thinking he won't drop this, you know, because he, he never <laughs> dropped him, and he and he, he dropped it, and I couldn't believe it. But I must admit, I love Graham Eder. I love, but I didn't want to put my Halifax cap on too soon, you know. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, we could have picked Halifax 13 in internationals that have played down, <laughs> down the line, but yeah. <laughs> we had to kind of put it a little stiff there because <laughs> obviously he is a club legend in that, but unfortunately it was just before my time and I can't, I can't argue against Slater, but I, I definitely agree with Edis guys because he's yeah, in, in Manly's Hall of Fame, I think he's in New, uh, New South Wales Hall of Fame, he's... he's, he's is absolutely legend of the game. Could be voted an immortal. He really could. Yeah, possibly. But again, that's that's another discussion for another day. Rick, who have you got a fullback? I went Billy Slater. I mean, oh, there we go. Individual players, fullback over the years has become such an important part. It's the most important part in defending because it organises your whole defence. And like Mike mentioned about the way that you're linking to be a third halfback. And that guy is just a game changer. You talk about being able with a turn of pace and a and an, an extra yard in in the head 
to create something on the spot and just win a game from nothing. The one that stands out is the uh, state of origin try where he chipped it over at fullback. Said, oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, who else in the world? I think could... that was his first ever origin game, or at least his first <laughs> series. And he were playing up wing because Carmichael Hunt were keeping him out of side. He just looked That's like he playing in the park with not a care in the world. And I think what it him were what it him I think it was an international game against us, and ball were going out dead, and he jumped from in play and patted the ball behind his head. Yeah, yeah. that was English. That all mm. oh, were it. But right. Slater has done stuff similar. Like he's, 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 he's done he's done all sorts like that. He's, he was yeah. all action in that. But I, th- I yeah. think, unfortunately, Sharky, from a, a score of three to one, Billy Slater gets in. But I think we can all agree that Graham Meade is yeah. definitely, definitely the best Halifax fullback of all time. I must admit, yeah. definitely. Of course, Slater. Yeah. If, you, if you'll allow us that, Sharky, well, but it's, it's, all, it's all out of negotiation, all that sort of stuff. And. <laughs> um, Let's get, on to wingers. let's get on to wingers. Now, Sharky, seeing as though you conceded last time, let's hear your choice of two and five. Uh, right. Uh, Jason Robinson. Because mm-hmm. I think he's, again, looking at videos of him, he's, he's just unbelievable. I remember, it, yeah, it would, it would just, the thing is, it, it could beat a man. It, it were one of these players that is not in front of him. He were all right. He could beat a man. So, Jason Robinson. And then the next one is Wendell Saylor. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, it was between it, Wendell Saylor and Martin Fire. Ooh. Hard one. Do you know what? I've got exactly the same as you, Sharky. Not to kind of jump on this debate, but I've got exactly the same as you. And that is, that is think, quite freaky. I think <laughs> Great minds think like. I think Martin Fire. don't get me wrong, Martin Fire was brilliant. And I just started watching rugby league when he came into it, so to speak. Uh, and it was unbelievable. I remember, I remember it from all though. He made a break for witness, and he had no one to beat apart from Whitfield. And I, th- I kept thinking, oh. and Whitfield pulled off one of the best tackles I've ever seen. He just flew across and tackled him straight away, and uh, you know, unbelievable. But it was so exciting to watch when he got the ball, and you know, when he went to Australia. We- Test matches and the athlete were hype, and he scored that try, and they all went, "Is you know, is the real yeah. deal and stuff." And but I just think in today's game, I think his game would be limited. I think. Yeah. I think he won't like, the best defensively either. I don't think. I don't think he were great under eyeball really. Whereas Sailor was just. And we could say that about Robinson. Robinson, because he was so short, he, he was target <laughs> both in league and union, but he, he's. Capabilities with the ball were just freakish, but I've got Sailor because at his peak, if I would just push our tribes come, but internationally as well, Sailor was just unplayable. He, he, yeah. he just, he, he, he was kind of like one of the first wingers to be kind of like a, another forward, like yeah, battering rams like Vinicolo and and people like that, and it mm. was just, and he had that cockiness about him, that typical Aussie cockiness where. It was just like, I don't care what you do, I don't care what you say, I'm going to dominate you today. And nine times out of ten, it did. And yeah, you've got my vote there, Sharky. <laughs> yeah. uh, Rick, Rick, who have you gone for? Jason Robinson, Billy Wiz. Mm-hmm. I think as much as you talk about the way that tactics in the, in the modern game have a big impact, there is, I don't think there's any substitute for pace. 
I think pace in any era, you'll find a way to utilise it to your advantage. And so I've got to go Robinson one wing and Martin Afire on the other because I just think there's no substitute for pace at any stage. Yeah. Any sport, pace, speed kills, man. The funny yeah. thing about Robinson as well, it's bonkers to think about it. He left rugby league at 26, I think he was. And I mean, already done everything. Yeah, exactly. And that's what he's proud. Obviously, he did what he did at Union. He's been a fantastic Union player. And he was like one of the first of the modern breed to go across and bring his professionalism. John Bentley, first of all, I might hasten to add, but uh, he was a big standout with Robinson. But to, to, to switch sports and do everything that you could by when I woke up at 26 and then what he did. People, I think he gets kind of left out in some debates, Robinson, because in the modern, in the modern, modern era, people will just think he's just played union and forget what an impact he made at league, really. So, but yeah, you can't not pick Robinson. Um, Akis, moving on. But I have not picked him. Oh! I've gone, I've gone for Martin Afire and Wendell Saylor. Oh, Ooh, right. I miss all this Yeah. <laughs> I'd have thought, I genuinely thought this would have a, such a difference of opinion. This one here, Black. So you've got <clears throat> two big, powerful wingers then. Like, obviously, <laughs> quick. Pace and off. Like we said, pace. Well, if I had pace and sailor, were, like you say, the first biggie, wasn't it? You know, yeah. big lad, wasn't it? With pace. Yeah, yeah, true. Blimey. Yeah, and I just I remember Sailor playing at Thrumall when, when they played Halifax in ninety four, was it? And he was just huge. It was just <laughs> same, same size of props. And like, I was just getting into the game and like you thought, right, you small you small fast guy in the wrong wing and then you big guys right in the middle and blah blah blah. And you see Wendell Sailor and you just kinda like what? Oh. <laughs> yeah. He's on one point you see Sailor and Malmaninga and it's just like what? <laughs> How can we stop these two? Imagine but, that. Yeah. <laughs> I think. So, yeah. uh, I think going to Meninga. I think uh, I remember. I don't know if you one of the someone who used to play against a really good player uh, Richard Sausage Pearson, and uh, he play, I think he just signed for Huddersfield. I think he played, and he was only like sixteen, seventeen, and they played Australia. Uh, and and I, I think it's a story. He got, he, he got picked to play and I think he, he said he accidentally poked Malman Inger in the eye or something and he said he was scared to death he says I poked him in the eye and ran off he said he does <laughs> right he does right so our wingers so what have we got we've got I've picked Robinson Starkey's picked Robinson you picked Robinson Rick so there's three for Robinson there's three for Sailor I think there's only two for a fire Right. So by, there we go. Cross elimination, it's Robinson and Sailor. Yeah. So I'm not at the moment. I'm liking this. This is where <laughs> I think it'll get interesting, though. Centres. So I'll go first with, with my centres here. I've gone for Greg Inglis. We've got Greg Inglis, mentioned him before. Absolute freaking nature. Can play God knows how many different positions, but I've picked him at centre because he's just you just want him there. If you if you play if you're a winger outside English, you'd get twenty tries a season, and English would score twenty himself as well. Just a man to be that big and that fast is just farcical. Um, so I picked him on one side, and then on the other side, someone a little bit classier, Jamie Lyon. Now, 
is it was probably one of the first in Super League history where he came over in his prime. It kind of been written off in Australia because he on field dramas and whatnot, and he went back to play what they call push button. And he, he, he kind of left the NRL. Saint signed it, and two years later, he's back playing for Australia, playing for New South Wales. And he, he was an, he was a freak, absolute freak for those two years. And it was it was like we mentioned about uh, a fight. It got you off your seat. You made you made you want to tune into Sky and and, and watch him play. And yeah, absolute class player for me. And again, the service he used to give Eddie Gardner for Saints. Did he invent the slip pass? I'll start it with one of it. Yeah, him and Gidley, the little slip pass. But Eddie Gardner, I think if he scored 25 tries in that season, I think 20 were about two yards out with <laughs> Lyon giving him a slide pass. Yeah, yeah, anyone. All four of us could have scored half a try the game because Lyon were playing. But yeah, those are my two choices. Um, Darkie? Uh, Centres, Greg Inglis, obviously. Uh, and then Mal Meninga. Oh, um, yeah. he were unbelievable. Mm. And there's a documentary that were on Sky a few months ago about him, like, and it tells you about his story. And, you know, I think he broke his arm like four times in twelve months yeah. or something after. You know, and he came back and unbelievable. So Malmeninga, he's. I'm surprised he'd left him out actually. Again, just because it was the the, the back end of his career, still a quality player, but. I remember seeing Lyon at his peak and just yeah. thinking, wow. Well, Lyon would. If it were going for all time, then Meninga would be my team easily. Mm. But again, I saw him at Thrummall and he, he, was, he was just at the back end of his career where he was, he, he was losing his legs a little bit. But just an awesome specimen. And I say, it was a scourge of Great Britain for many, many, many times. And I remember going to a test match and we won first one and we went to, against Australia and we went to second one, we were at uh, Ellen Road. And uh, it were 10 all with like 30 seconds left. And I think and he Meninga, scored, didn't he? Uh, Meninga who scored, or was it? Yeah, me and, Jack, me and Jacko were there. Yeah. But I remember Carl Gibson were tracking back to tackle went, oh, yeah. the ball. Was it Ricky Stewart? I don't know if it was Ricky Stewart who scored. Yeah, Ricky Stewart made the break, I think. Yeah. And uh, I remember Carl Gibson got took off ball. And uh, today that tried to be disallowed. Yeah. But, uh, Typical bloody Aussies. Typical <laughs> Aussies. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. So yes, yeah, so you've gone Meninga and Meninga and uh, English then. Well, he did play centre once for Move Town, but we'll oh, don't mention there. that. Don't <laughs> we'll mention go there. That. Worst move a coach has ever made. Who <laughs> what coach on sidelines that day? Put me at centre. Put me at centre for twenty. Put me at centre for 20 minutes to try and keep this lad quiet who'd scored about 10 tries. He'd just been released by oh. Sheffield Eagles and he were at centre, yeah. this other lad. <laughs> so I put Ackers out wide to mark him yeah. and this other lad must have scored about 10 tries. <laughs> Great decision. Oh, dear. So, I've gone for Malmeninga and I'm putting this one in the mix, you might not like it, but Gary Schofield. Hey. So, I thought Gary Schofield were quality. Mm. You know, yeah, in his younger you days, you know, when everyone made a break, he were there. You know, he was a proper poacher, wasn't he? Oh, quality. He scored some really good tries himself, but it was kind of like what Danny Maguire came for Leeds. He was just right place, right time. Yeah. Read a game, read a game. He were, you know, and then later on in his career, he wanted to stand off, didn't he? And you know, 
like a lot of people do, used to do in them days. But yeah. I thought, I, I'm just putting that one in mix anyway. Yeah, it's, I can't blame you. The thing is, I didn't watch, I didn't, I don't watch a lot of Australian stuff really. I know, I know it seems daft, but I don't. So I've heard of this. Uh, what who was, who was that? Engl- English, English. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I've heard of him. You know, so really, I should have thought about it a bit more. But Malmeninga and uh, Schofield for me. Well, I've gone. Hey, I've gone Greg GI. Absolute freak of nature. Just mm. might put it perfectly. Just a specimen of a human being just like how can anyone be born to grow up to be that big strong <laughs> skillful tough you know and I mean I hated his guts in an Australia shirt but you can't help but admire it when someone's that good yeah um, and there's a bit of a consensus between you so I think regardless of me chucking my other one out it's going to get downvoted but I'm going to chuck it out regardless as we do in the spirit of the day uh, Steve Renoff the uh, Brisbane Australian centre. I remember he played in oh. that awesome Brisbane side of the nineties, and he was at the heart of everything that they did. He did. Yeah, always. I've got, like, a, a, I've got a piece of paper here. I've got a piece of paper here where I've, you know, like a couple of choices, but I had to make a decision, and it was between Schofield and Enough for me. Right, so I went for Schofield. And now it's come to fruition <laughs> <laughs> in podcast form. When he so, played for Wigan, Renoffi were quality, weren't they? He was. And that was when his legs had gone as well. Brisbane mm. got shot because he thought he'd, he'd had it. But if, if he, he scored that try against, or he made that try uh, against Bradford. But anyone remember the week? World Club Challenge series where we played Brisbane Broncos in Australia and they put highlights of that game up. You would know how good Bruce. that thing was. I mean, they, was it 90? 90 yeah. conceded? Uh, 97 with World Club Challenge series, yeah. yeah. Well, but no, I just remember, I think it was the week before the Wide to West try for Bradford. I think they played Wigan either the week before or week after. And Renoff broke down the sideline and fed it to Radlinski at last minute. So that's why I love Steve Renoff, beating Bradford. Love it. <laughs> yeah. um, totally agree. Totally agree with that. <laughs> um, so GI is definitely in there because he's got three votes. And then Malmaning has got um, two votes here. So by Procellination. I don't think, as 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 much as I like Steve Renoff as a player, I, I can't put him above Meninga. Really, no, I wouldn't either. Really, but Meninga wasn't. I never saw Meninga play. Not my era. I yeah. met Meninga. He had hands like shovels, and we just. Oh, when you look back at it, again, like all state of origin games and stuff, he's like Meninga's boy. He used to just get ball and just be like. You only like see like under tens, and you see like a ten-year-old against like a twelve-year-old against under tens or whatever. You just just can't stop him. He's just so much bigger than the rest. But yeah, absolute quality player. Remember, when it when he come over and play for Saint Helens, uh, we got him in quarterfinals at John Player Trophy over at Saints. Hmm. And I remember me and me, me and Jack over over there, obviously a few more Halifax fans, and they've lost since Meninga come over, and we beat them. We had, you know, when we had a team full of Aussies, Egan and Ryan and Malcolm Egg. I think Malcolm Egg I missed about ten kicks at goal. So, you know, and I've still got, I've still got it on video. You know, I am yeah. on CD or all that. I've got it on video. Yeah, yeah. And he, he had a winger outside in Meninga called Barry Ryan Day. Oh, were it? Yeah, well, this bloke called Day, I think it were, and it was absolutely shocking. But because he were outside him. He scored, I think he scored about 20 tries that season. You know, like, <laughs> like, you know, 
we I think we could have scored them, you you know, but because we were playing outside him, you know. <laughs> but yeah, but we we went over there and we beat him in, in John Player quarterfinals. Wow. Yeah. Right. Never, that must have been the last time we beat him over there. <laughs> Honestly, Nosley Road, the old Nosley Road. Yeah, I'll yeah. never forget. Never right, I can never remember winning at Nosley Road at all, so that might be the last time we did. Two minutes apiece yeah. for half-backs. Yeah. You want yours, quick? Two minutes. Two minutes. Oh, two minutes. oh we, can't, we, can't, we can't do that. We, we need a lot longer than that. Then we need to take a short break and come back to the world. We do then, right? Time limits um, restricts, but joins on the other side where we'll have a long debate over half-backs, I assure you. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, welcome back to the second part of Talking the Facts of Life, proudly sponsored by Eclipse Energy, joined as always by Rick Farrell, uh, and also been joined today by Matt Cahill and Craig Atkinson, Akers and Jackie, sound like a TV cop duo detective, don't <laughs> I'm <laughs> And the case today is picking our International 13, and we get to do the halfback, six and seven. Um, who should we have first? On the field. Yeah. Uh, Akers. Let's, let, let's see. Six and seven. Right. I've gone for standoff. Darren Lockyer. And scrum half. Uh, Thurston. They're my two. Not the choices. Can't argue. I, Can't I argue. conclude. I've got exactly the same two. Have you? I have. Yep. Can't, can't, can't mess with him. So, uh, Lockyer could be picked at one as well because that was one of my dilemmas as well. Because he won Golden Boot in both. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is quality, wasn't it? Quality. Yeah. Quality. It made the game look so easy, didn't it? Just effortless. Yeah. I, yeah. Just and then, I mean, you'd have these games where nothing's really going on, but he's, he's one of those players where he's just assessing what's going on around him. He's telling people where to be. A bit, a bit like a, a much souped up version of like a Kevin Sinfield where he don't really I thought you were going to say a bit like Muzza then <laughs> <laughs> but, but oh the similarities are just there for all to see Darren Lockyer yeah. and Scott Morell <laughs> yeah brilliant Muzza go on lads from, from nothing they might need a lift and he'll, he'll speed a game up where it needs going he'll slow it down where it needs slowing down he'll, he'll control everything and then he'll be like right this game needs winning and he'll create something out of nothing, two or three tries in five minutes, and before you know it, the game's over, and you're like, what happened? Ten minutes ago, we had a chance, Darren Lockyer came in, and then that's it, the game's gone. And that's why I just think he was so, such a special player. And I think, I, for me, he's the best one I've ever seen in the flesh, ever. Mm. And then Thurston as well, Ackers. Yeah, I had a, had a few, I had. Yeah. Andrew Johns. I had Sean Edwards, because I thought mm. Sean Edwards were a cracking player. Yeah. And uh, Stacey Jones. Yeah. You know, try to add the Kiwi bit in there, you know, but mm. you can't. So I like, just add, it, add him in because he were a Kiwi, you know, but it was close between Ed, Sean Edwards, really, you know, because I like Sean. Well, I didn't like him because he played for Wigan, but when he played, <laughs> when he played for Great Britain, he were, you know, he, he were quality one in. He wanted to win and all, didn't he, you know? Yeah, passionate. But, but with me having Schofield in mind, I thought, because he liked to back up, didn't he? We're always there on somebody's shoulder, one of Edwards, and I thought, you know, two similar. I know that's, they are similar, but not if you know what I mean. And I thought, <laughs> but that's, they're my choices. Fair news. And Ricky, you've gone for the same, haven't you? I have, mate. I just think 
again, he'll go down as an immortal. Just a guy that could just make something happen. A special player. And that grand yeah. final, when he finally won one with the, the Cowboys, was just... It was his game. You know, these great all-time players have one game that just defines them and Thurston has that. Yeah. You have a moment, haven't you? Yeah. And, yeah, I just think he's... he's what a fantastic player. And he seemed, a, he seemed a nice... He seemed a decent bloke and all, didn't he? You know? Oh, like, lovely bloke, With kids yeah. and stuff like that, you know? And, mm. you know, you could see that he enjoyed doing stuff for kids and stuff, you know? Like, when he give it... Just a little thing, like, when he give his kicking tee away every time he kicked a goal. Yeah. You know, to me, that's... That's brilliant. You know, just little things like that, you know? You know what I mean? It's really different from jumping through a wall and trying to get players' ties when... <laughs> you <don't> get... <laughs> used to do that. Imagine Jones used to doing that. Jones, do you can have a bit of your son? Sharky, who have you gone for? Uh, right. Uh, Alfie Langer. Oh. And Wally Lewis. Oh, here we go. Class. Come on, Wally Lewis, state of origin. Ugh. Yeah. Again, if we're choosing all time, Lewis would be in there for mine. But uh, I remember watching, uh, getting up at like three in the morning to watch Great Britain Australia tour uh, on BBC Two. And I think we were doing really well. And he just, he, Wally Lewis got ball, like 20 yards out, popped up. And, and just jinked around about four Great Britain players and just scored them at sticks and mm-hmm. it, was, it was unbelievable. And some videos of State of Origin, when he does like highlights videos, he's in them all. And he yeah. was tough and, you know, it was it oh, brilliant. And I, I, I remember uh, just, it was just awesome. I don't think, I think it's a bit different to like the likes of Lockie and Thurston. Uh, mm. But, you know, he'd probably make a good loose forward, to be honest. But, uh, yeah, yeah, definitely powerful enough. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Wally Lewis and uh, Alfie Langer, because Alfie Langer was just quality. Yeah, again, a tiny little player, but again, what he could do with, with ball and how rallied troops and that. Just his attack, his attack. I mean, I think, didn't he get called up for State of Origin when he were at Warrington? I think he did, he didn't did, he? did, yeah. He, uh, really, his attack was... It's really funny, like, I've been watching some old footage show episodes recently, and one of them is like, oh, they had a retirement special, they had Paul Chief Harrigan on, they actually did retire, and then Alfie Lang is already retiring, but he's actually going to Warrington for, <laughs> for two years, and then, yeah, he said that Wayne Bennett rung him one day, and said, oh, it's fancy coming and play for Queensland, oh, yeah, yeah, flies over, gets, gets on, um, um, on pitch, scores a match-winning try. He's, 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 he played that weekend as well. I'm, I'm, I'm sure I've seen a documentary yeah. where he played that weekend. You mentioned Wally Lewis. I, my favourite moment that Wally Lewis is, you mentioned the uh, origin highlights, is where he, he throws a, he's, he's sort of like showing the ball here and he's keeping it alive and he's dummying and, and they're taking it because it's Wally Lewis. But there's nobody there. There's nobody outside. <laughs> <laughs> Wally Lewis, keep your eye on Wally Lewis. That's the... Uh, Learned that at Booth Town 10 years. We used to do that, dummy to no one. <laughs> I don't know if uh, takes the dummy is the dummy. I don't know if any of you lot remember, but I remember him coming over and playing for Wakefield. Yeah, yeah, ten game stint. Yeah, oh, I think it was a ten game stint at Wakefield, something like that. And I think we played him, and all I remember, my dad saying afterward, "Bloody Wally Lewis," you know. And I were I were quite young then, so I didn't really understand, you know. But mm. it, I think he'd won the game from you know on his own against us, you know. 
And I, I remember my father saying, Blue do Wally Lewis, you know, and I've been for him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, my, my team, I've got, I've got first and at six in mine because he could play both. And I've got Joey Johns at halfback for mine. He's, he's just an unbelievable player. Plus, he's just anything that you want from an halfback, he could do. He could win games by himself. He was tough as well. He was underestimated how tough he was in defence. And he's just the, the two of the greatest individual performances I've seen in my lifetime in terms of representative for rugby. One was by Lockyer. I think it was Four Nations final in 2004, I think it was when they were beating us 30-odd four at half-time, and Lockyer ran the show. But Joy Johns at State of Origin 2, 2005, he was just on a different planet. And again, mentioning Warrington, when he signed for Warrington, comes off the plane against Leeds. I think he sets up a try on his first touch at ball, and then he did another one in the uh, other end of the game. But it was, it was just absolute class. And... When I was, he, he, he would come into promise when I was stacked, I was playing the game as well, and I copied so much of what he did. Obviously, a lot slower <laughs> pace, mind you, but <laughs> but yeah, he, he's just such an influential player. So I've got I've got Joy Jones at seven, and again, it's one of the tricky one because like again, I, if you're thinking of, if you're picking favourite players, I have Alfie Langer and Sean Edwards as my halfbacks because I love to watch them play. All about greatest players of all time, Royal Lewis would be in there. He's, 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 he's an immortal. I think he's an actual genuine immortal for, for Australia, along with Meninga. And I think Thurston is oh, he's going to become an immortal. Um, but yeah, so in terms of our voting choices, Thurston's definitely in there because I think three of the four have chosen him. And then it's who else? Because we've got, we've got two Lockyer, one Lewis. Yes, I think Lockyer. Lockyer's I the one in terms of fishing, Mike, and you were arguing about it all week, but by your own. I, I will not. Any team that's got Darren Lockyer, I will not complain about it all. And again, <laughs> it's, it seems strangely to want Lewis out of a team, but in terms of the parameters that we've chosen, really, it's, it's hard for me and Rick to choose him anyway because he'd definitely retired by the time we were watching. But yeah. <laughs> Thurston Lockyer. Well, the greatest legacy of Thurston and Lockyer was how many State of Origins did they win together in four nations when they were half fat partners? They, they dominated rugby for a good five years yeah. together. So that's, it's, yeah, so Thurston and Lockyer. Uh, do, do you all agree? Is that a good consensus, shall we say? Yeah, I agree with that. Yes. Victim. So I didn't choose to give him, Jackie. There's loads. I mean, yeah, there's loads in there. I mean, Stacey Jones. I I, I thought about Stacey Jones. Uh, yeah, there's there's loads. Uh, Just a shame, then a few more English we can. Uh, put, put yeah, Andy yeah. I, I I did Andy yeah. but we mentioned Jonathan Davis before. Um, actors as well. Jiffy yeah, were a great half back too, so you could mention that. And then well, we might we might go to a couple of others in the pack who could play at six as well. So, um. Yeah, it's, it's, it's tricky, but again, that's that's a consensus. Um, Pack, let's go to 13. Let's work his way forward, because 13 could be a very interesting debate. Um, I'll jump straight in with this. For the greatest rugby league players ever on props. Modern day props, you could say. Again, it depends what you want from a prop, really, because again... 
you've got ball playing props like that in, in like the 60s, 70s and stuff. Then in 80s and 90s, it was just barnstorming props. And then the likes of James Graham and um, Paul Gallon have reinvented the, the props. Mm. Like uh, they place loose forward the third prop for the. Do they, are they a, a, a glorified first receiver to give the other half-back space? It depends what you want from a prop forward, but it's, it's tricky, really. But um, Let's work his way in. I'll jump straight in my choice of 13 or possible for. I, in, in, in my lifetime, there's no better 13. In terms of impact they had, especially internationally as well, he was... He, he, you see, you see players who sometimes choke at international level, but Paul Sculthorpe was the one who raised his game, and it was it was just unbelievable. And what he could do, he, he, again, he played six half the time. His best performance for Britain was, was in the sixth year, but it was someone who took it to the Aussies and the New Zealanders as well. And he's, he's possibly the last great ball playing loose forward, I might argue, but hey ho, but he was he, he was absolutely quality for mine. Um, I went for Scullthorpe as well. Just the impact that he had on games. And like you say, I don't think there's a better ball playing loose forward. I, I certainly haven't seen many that have come close to that level where you can go. And Plus, any lads that loves to take it to the Aussies. And I'm going to say... Respect. He uh, had a bit of backbone as well, didn't he? Like, mm. He weren't afraid of the beef, which I like. He weren't backwards in coming forwards, was he? Yeah, which I like that in a play. Like Nash. Remember Nash at centre? So, uh, oh yes, nasty <laughs> Yeah, well, he, he was punching one of our players as well, didn't he? Oh, Barlow <laughs> that punched him. <laughs> so, um, Shark, who have you gone for? Uh, what are we on? Thirteen. Uh, Ellery Hanley. Yeah. I was lucky to watch him when he was just starting his peak and all this, and uh, yeah, Hanley. It worked. Class and he went to Australia and he was just as class over there than he was over Maria, which I think yeah. is one of my stipulations for my choices. You know, I don't. I think you can be a great player, but unless you've been to Australia and you never know, you know, and tested yourself in that competition. You yeah, yeah, totally, um, totally agree, Shaka. Totally agree with you there. But so he, uh, did like, there. he did it over there, didn't he? Yeah, I've gone for Hanley just for that absolutely. reason. Mm, they were yeah. class, and they were yeah. get it all, get it all. You yeah. know when they say players have it all. He literally what was, he uh, had it all. What was his nickname? Black Pearl, Pearl Australia. Pearl, Pearl, wasn't it? Pearl. Yeah. I mean, I've I've got three written down here when I was thinking about it. I've got Anley, Scullthorpe, and Farrell. Yeah. Mm. You know, and I'm thinking about it. And, yeah. Yeah. But I, I, I sort of like I had to think about it, and I talked to me, you know, and my dad and Damien and that, and. We went for Hamlet, you know, because if he did it over there. Yeah, that's the reason why I chose him. Because I had Farrell went to I follow a couple of um, Aussie supporters groups either on Facebook or Twitter. When they mention like the best poms to go over to Australia to play, I think the vast majority say Hamlet. Yeah. They, 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 they recognise a good as well, uh, You know, the parameters of the, of the uh, selection is having been in our lifetime or whatever, but we all sort of agreed that if Hanley would have been playing in our era, we would have seen just how... Oh, you look so back at videos of him. All, even though it's too all, I think the general consensus would be... I'll concede Hanley. Yeah, yeah. Than, than Paul Schofield. That, 
That twice scored in 88 Cup final against us. Who was that player crabbing across? He ran in a scrum half stroke. Who were playing on wing off, wasn't it? Was that Steve Robinson? Yeah, he was just crabbing across the pitch and the guy just was near him and then and then Graham Eady came in about five seconds after with elbow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, go on. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you get. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So yeah. I'm I'm happy with that. And Lee's loose forward. You can't argue with that. He's he's, he's just you, you, you said oh, the same, really? Sharky. He had it all. Everything that you want. He might not necessarily be a quintessential loose forward, but he's and just Everything. He's a type of player as well, weren't he, that cut through into the mainstream where you could make a superstar of him because when you showed his highlights, like, look, wow, look at this guy go. I don't know much about this. Yeah. Sport, I'm killing it, you know. I think I remember once when he, when he played for Bradford and all, when they, they had changing rooms at top and they had to walk down. I think he'd, uh, he'd been arrested, I think. He'd been charged with something. And police <laughs> had to escort him down, you know, before he played. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I think it, that is a true story, I think. Well, can you imagine wow. the town guy playing uh, siren walking out? You're, you're away <laughs> teams prop forward having to deal with that all day. It's like Mike Tyson coming out to just that ominous buzzing. <laughs> so, 13 Hanley. Um, let's go second rowers, because this might have a bit of there. I'll just shut Fridge's door, because it's getting a bit cold. <laughs> Where is, is your TV frosting? <laughs> For everyone yeah, at home watching that has no idea, his fridge beeps. <laughs> he's trying to prop it up <laughs> stop the beeping. But he he's got like countdown to, to wherever it is, nuclear blast or whatever. <laughs> Becky won't be happy for that. It rolls warm. No. <laughs> <laughs> melted. It's melted now. <laughs> so, sec second rowers. Rick, who have you got for oh, second rowers? First and foremost, I think you we mentioned... You don't really consider yourself a top player unless you go down under and really make them respect you. One lad that certainly did that was Adrian Morley. Morley, just an absolute crash-bang wallop of a player. Uh, yeah, I'd play him in the second row. I think he started his career at Leeds in the second row. I think he played yeah. until he moved into the prop position for probably Great Britain and then maybe did a bit for the Roosters. But I mean, Again, it's like how the game's evolved, like the second rower kind of evolved as like a wide runner rather than kind of a, a middle one and yeah. Morley's skills lent themselves to a prop no problem but I mean he just absolute car crash TV to see him going and fly <laughs> how he survived that Mick Cassidy elbow <laughs> never know oh it's <laughs> awful isn't it? killed the mortal but he's, he's obviously got nine lives or something but I mean <laughs> he went down under won a grand final with the Roosters and just what a player did it for great just smashed everyone didn't he down under he just smashed everyone Leave it. what do you call the guy that's that's famous for ploughing um, Peacock uh, Willie Mason Willie Talking, Mason yeah I'll tell you what you know they all mentioned about Sam Bird just coming down and being you know tough and, and what not we said but Marley was one that when he was running at you and he ran through you knew about it you know mm. Everyone stood up and paid attention. So, yeah, I'd got Adrian Marley. And uh, for my other one, I'm going to chuck out an Aussie. Um, another one with an absolute highlight reel when it comes to dragging um, Brett Hodgson into touch with one of the great ones I've seen. Gordon Tallis did it for yeah. Australia time and time again. Captain, <laughs> just an absolute model rugby league player. Nasty. and but Terry O'Connor's best yeah. mate. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, game as good as he got, though. It did, yeah. It did. Yeah. He got a few 
Premier League player played it to the letter of the law, sometimes close to the bone, but you know, always fair and always on the field. You know, not. He's one of those that we've, we've mentioned a lot before. You'd rather have him playing on your side than the opposition, for sure. Yeah, um, my second rowers. Cool. Anybody else got Morley? Because I haven't. Uh, I've got Morley. Right. What, in second row, Sharky? Yeah. Have you? Right. I am going in second row. I've got Talis, right. though. Got Talis, right. Do you remember, do you remember Talis? <laughs> Funny story about Gordon Talis. Uh, Booth Town Terriers had a, a test match day out when they played at McAlpine. And there were about 15 of us all on front row at seats. And, and I think Australia had just scored. And they were coming back to kick off. And Talis were right in front of us. Literally like five metres away from all us lot. And we all stood up. We're all chanting, Talis is a, you know, and uh, must have been about Double 15 in. of us. So he heard us, and he turned around and looked at us and gave us a stare, and we almost just sat down like in a, like a Mexican <laughs> wave sit down. All like by dominoes, <laughs> just what a... Crap, crapped yourself, he just stared at us. Uh, oh. That was funny, that was funny. That was funny. <laughs> it, just, it, it just turned around and all, as the last word were coming out, so the Talis is a, had come out, and we're just going to say... The W word, and he turns around like that. <laughs> We're all like, sort of like, like that. <laughs> like brilliant. a balloon. Uh, yeah, brilliant. So, who have you got as your other second row than Sharky? Uh, Sonny Bill Williams. Yes, good lad. Yeah. I just think I used to love watching him because he always did something. Uh, again, unbelievable, did it? In rugby union, uh, he came back to Roosters, didn't he? And uh, won a grand final. Uh, did he win a grand final? Or did he lose? I can't remember. They played. No, uh, oh, no, Canterbury Bankstown. He came back to Canterbury Bankstown, didn't he? And they played. No, he went from Canterbury. He went one from Canterbury to Union. Then he came back to Roosters. He came to Roosters. That's it. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and he it was just oh that was it. And they played Rabbitohs, didn't they? Final. Yeah. Won it final. Oh, what it is? What it a, a, a round or something? And I remember him and Burgess. Burgess, uh, he ran at Burgess and it were just like pff, unbelievable. Mm. But uh, yeah, Sonny Bill Williams. Yeah, I've got him in mind. He's my favourite ever rugby player. Don't know like favourite and like best. Superstar Dave Ward is my favourite ever rugby, rugby league player, throwing it out there. Yeah, I don't, I don't care, but unfortunately, Dave Ward has not played internationally. Shockingly. Absolute shocker. Should have slipped his dad a tenner. He'd have got a yeah. game 11 yeah, he <laughs> well, Sonny Bill Williams, when he first broke out for Canterbury, he was 17 and put that shoulder charge on yeah. Clinton. He was just, and it, again, for someone just to think, oh, I'm going to play rugby union now and go with World Cup for New Zealand, then come back to league and then do what he did then and go yeah, back to boxing champion or something at one point. Yeah, he's, he's an undefeated heavyweight boxer as well. He's just, <laughs> and again, you mentioned the flick pass for Jamie Lyon. He's. It could pass before the line and just reach round afterwards as well. And he's just he's just an absolute athlete. And again, like you mentioned about seeing Talis in the flesh, I went to Edinley 2013 World Cup. I think they were playing Papua New Guinea. And obviously it looked big on TV and that, but when you actually see him right then, it was just absolutely massive, the guy. And just the subtleties in his game was just unbelievable. So yeah, I've got Sonny Billings in my side as well. My other second row, again, could have picked him at 13, but he did play a lot of second row. Andy Farrell. Andy Farrell was just, again, growing up, 
just he started off as a, a bit of a punchy second row, really. Like again, seventeen, you, you, him and Robinson broke out at the same time. He didn't realise how young they were, and then for him to come out, I think he's still the youngest ever British Brit, captain Brit, as well. Eighteen, wasn't he? I think. Yeah, something ridiculous, like something low, but. It was again everything he wanted for rugby player. It was skillful. He could get stuck in. It was and it was a leader. I used to hate him when I was supporting him, but then again, great looking back, like, great name. Oh, amazing player. And again, and again, the thing that goes against him in school club is again they never test themselves down under. But in terms of the international arena, they're more than they're more oh, yeah. than that in the international. Arena, you don't. I, I kind of disagree with you there because I don't think you have to go to Australia to prove yourself. If you prove yourself in international rugby, you don't need to. There's nothing left to prove, really. The best of that competition, isn't it? At the end of the day, of course it is. Of course it is. Yeah, and uh, again, we we'd have a state of origin, which is it's, it's awful, really. But if we can give it to the Aussies and New Zealanders, which Farrell and Skull thought did, then I don't think they need anything to prove, really. But again, um, that that's what I've gone for. But I'm a massive believer in this. I don't know if you agree with me here, but international rugby, you play people in the position. You don't play people. You don't play people just to get them in the team. That's my view. Right. Mm. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, so it's a good argument. To me, to me, Farrell is a loose forward all day. Mm. Loose forward all day. You know, and I won't play him in second row, me. I won't. I don't think. I don't know if you, I know it's not the right word. I don't think, but. I don't think he's hard enough. Whoa. 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 Yeah, you know what I mean? Hard enough. Yeah, you know, I'm thinking that. You know, like you, you know, getting. I don't know. I just, I, I think he's something missing for a second rower. I think loose forward. Yeah, but we've all we've have had that debate, haven't we? About you know, loose <laughs> forward. Oh. Fair enough. Hey, it's not there for. Um, who's your other second row? He said you picked. Did you say I've got Kelly? Alice and Burgess, mate. Sam Burgess. Ah. Ah. Mm. But again, if, you, if you're saying that bit of position, what's Sam Burgess' position? Because I've got Sam Burgess in my team. But well, I've got I've got more I've got Adrian Molly and all, but not right. I've, you know, like it's, I, it's, it's a weird it's a weird thing though. Yeah, but Sam, Sam Burgess played in second row, and he? he's only recently yeah. gone to prop in, hasn't he? You know, like he so. was a loose forward as well. Is, again, yeah. it's, 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 again, if you're the modern day rugby player, you can play different positions mm. and stuff like that. Like English. I'll tell you what else I had down and all for a second rower. What nobody's mentioned. Garrett Ellis. Yeah, he, I think he went, he's very underrated. He went over there, captain of his. Who did he play for in Australia? Best. Captain, wasn't he? Yeah, he got player of the year every year that he played yeah. down there, Mate, Dallas. He got he got the West that, Tigers player of the year. In that, that position and all, in that yeah. position, in it. Yeah. You know, so I just Very underrated is Ellis. Very yeah. underrated. He's a sort of player where he's a player's player is Ellis. He yeah. does all of the donkey work and stuff and you miss him. You don't realise he's gone until you miss him. You, you know yeah. what we are. Players, all-time Super League teams, or you know, best players. They've oh, played. Yeah, been there, there. So that's a great shout. That we're gonna have to narrow it down though before we take another break for our sponsor. Yeah. So, Sonny Bill's been picked by two. So I think that's a good concept, and I think Talis has been picked by two as well. And Marley's. Marley. 
I think different positions though. And you got him a prop backers. I've got Marley at prop. Yeah, sorry, I yeah, thought it's not that. a second rower. So yeah, yeah. So I think it's Sonny Bill Williams and Gordon Tallis. Blimey, that's Ooh, a bit of a punch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be losing too many fights in that respect. <laughs> about that one. Blimey. A back three, a back three screw us, Sonny Bill Williams, Tallis and uh, Ellery Hanley. Come on. Tell um, you what. If them numbers come in tonight, I'll get them all out of retirement. Hey, Sonny Bill Williams still playing. Sonny Bill Williams playing for yeah. Toronto. Get, get him at the back. Well, yeah, I've, always, him, I've, always said, yeah. I've always said Sonny Bill Williams is coming to Halifax. Just, <laughs> just put it out there. Just put it out there. Um, so, yeah. Um, We'll take our last break, uh, and then we will discuss the nuts and bolts, the front row of the Talking the Facts of Life, Dream International 13, whatever you want to call it. So yeah, stick around, we'll continue. Hello, welcome back to the final part of Talking the Facts of Life, proudly sponsored by Clips Energy. Uh, we are finishing off our international uh, Dream Team 13 Choice, if you want to call it, uh, with uh, Rick Farrell as always, and then uh, Mark and Craig, Jackie and Atkins, crime, crime, crime busting detectives. <laughs> uh, so we get to see the nuts and bolts. Let's go for prop forwards, not forwards. Um, Rick, do you want to kick us off with what you who you've got? Well, the debate went on, didn't it, in the previous part about playing people in positions, and obviously Marley. Didn't make it into the second row, which I was gutted about because he, I consider him a second rower. But I consider this lad to have played his best rugby at prop. Um, I mentioned earlier about every player has a game where their name is just stamped all over it. And to break your face, literally to break your face in the first tackle of a grand final and then play every minute and, and lead your team with a broken face to a grand final win in the NRL, first one in 44 years, is just something that, I mean, he's retired now, but it'll live long in the memory of everyone that was around that saw it at the time. So I'll go Sam Burgess. I think he was 17, 18 when he broke into his first Super League squad. He was a Great Britain International pretty much immediately. Like, you know, you've seen what he's doing. God, we've got to get this, who's this kid? Get this kid in the team. Skillful, big, had a bit of pace, deceptive pace, you know. Good footwork for a big man, you know, that try scored at Wembley, I think, in semi-final yeah. that, that could have been and all that. But, yeah, again, another lad that went and tested himself in Australia, if you can call it that, because he went quite early. Played rugby union, you know. Could have been better at rugby union if he hadn't have been shafted by their establishment. Oh, I don't know what happened then. But, um, so, yeah, I'd, I'd pick Burgess. You mentioned he could be a second row. He could be a... Loose forward, but I'd, I'd pick him in the front row of my pack. He's the kind of guy that you want around. He's an inspirational figure. I think um, Russell Crowe called him the, like the sparkly-eyed man. He's the kind of guy that you want to build a culture around your club. Yeah. Slamming Sam, isn't it? I've got, I've got him as prop as well. And that, that England game where he scored that try, I was lucky enough to be there. And I've never heard a noise. It's one of the loudest noises I've heard at a rugby game. And they were playing prop that day as well. And yeah, he's just you can't you can play him in so many different positions, but I think for to utilize his skills, it's it's prop forward every day of the week for me. So, uh, remember when it's his first test match where he put three three on his ass twice? I think so, yeah, yeah. And uh, we were like, 
this kid's a real deal. Yeah. yeah. And then for me, <laughs> I went for, because uh, like I said, we sort of mould it around and playing people in position. So I went for an out and out prop that always impressed me. Never seemed to get bested. Another one of those. He were a bit of a gentle giant, but it was just so hard to put down. Uh, Shane Webke, the uh, mm. Brisbane, Queenslander, Australia. Just a handful. Every time I saw him play, we're just a handful. And I think he's revered in Australia. Even though he's not a flashy prop forward, he's not putting the big hits in. He's, he's carrying the ball and he's carrying your team forward and that's what you want. Yeah. No, that's yeah. fine. Has anyone else got Burgess at, at prop? I know... I've got Burgess at prop. Right. Fair dues. So we've got, he's got three already. See, one of the props anyway. <laughs> that makes it slightly easier. Uh, um, carry on from your toilet now, Akers. <laughs> Sorry, okay. to come down. We're living a like up, upside down now, so bedrooms are downstairs and living room, living space is upstairs. So I've had to come downstairs, you know, get away from them. Can I just say? Can I just say doing that? I thought we were watching treasure hunt. I keep wanting to shout, "Stop the clock!" Yeah, sorry about that. Sorry. <laughs> hey, quality though, quality camera work and great multi multitasking there. <laughs> I was half listening to Ricky and I went, where's he going now? What's he got to get Yeah, I two So, because you haven't got Burgess in your front row, because who have you got? There I've got there? Morley. I've got Adrian yeah. Morley. Adrian Morley, and I've gone for one here, uh, Ruby Wicket. Oh, oh yes. You know, Great choice. Best Kiwi player ever, I think, he's been voted, you know. You know he's got. I don't know how many test, test, you know, test caps against his name, and he was, it was yeah. just solid, wasn't it? Solid, yeah. absolutely solid. You know, start. Mm. I think he started off at centre, and then he moved yeah. to prop. I think in his late, and it, it was just yeah, he did, yeah. Ruben, Ruben Wicket, yeah. So, so I've gone for I've gone for Ruben Wicket and Adrian Morley. Mm. No, very <laughs> very good choices there. Well, I, I must admit, they're again very very t- tough as nails at that front row. Blimey. Um, Sharky, who are we going for? Uh, ooh, Kevin Ward. Oh, oh. Oof, yes. He was one of the rare, I think it was one of the first uh, breeder props that the Aussies were proper scared of. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I remember going to watch him and he was really short, so, and you know, and you knew that were it. And, Unbelievable, and uh, he went to Australia as well, and he did it in Australia. And uh, so, yeah, Kevin Ward, he's very highly revered. Yeah, I never even, I never even thought about Kevin Ward, and now I'm thinking about it. You know, slightly before my time, Ward. But again, watching videos and again with with these Aussie debates on who's the best pom and stuff, Hanley wins hands down, and a lot of people like Sam Burgess or what he's done as well. But a lot of um, people do say Kevin Ward. Yeah, yeah, one that was, I put it down and then I took him out for uh, Kurt Sorensen for witness. Oh yeah, it was a Kiwi, wasn't it, Kurt Sorensen? Yeah, Kurt Sorensen, because I remember watching him and he were another were hard as nails and it was solid every game. It was solid. And I remember watching yeah. World Cup final, uh, Australia uh, and New Zealand, and I think they kicked off. He got the ball, and I don't think I've ever seen anyone run it in as hard as. He ever did that game, and he just hundred mile an hour, and we all just unbelievable, unbelievable. But uh, yeah. I think Kevin Ward, Kevin Ward, uh, for me, 
He played a long time as well because he was just retiring, just as I remember like games in early nineties. Kevin Ward. So I think yeah, I think he broke he broke his leg, didn't he? Uh, really badly yeah. broke his leg, so he had to retire. I think. He used to work yeah, uh, quite skillful. He was quite skillful. Probably he used to get ball out and tackle, didn't he? And he used to be tall, mm. didn't he? And he used to stand up and offload and tackle and that. Yeah, I remember him. Yeah, yeah. He cast, didn't he? Castle then Saints. Saints. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I can't remember who we played for in Australia, though. But I, he was. Uh, I, I want to say Balmain, but I don't know. I think it was Balmain. Right. I think it was Balmain. Please correct us, those in internet land, if, if we get something <laughs> horrible. Um, yeah, absolute class. I've gone for again. It's it's one of those where it's in your own lifetime and the effect. I've gone for Petro Sivanasiva because just a constant like n not flash not skillful at all but he never missed a tackle never dropped the ball he was just it was just like a, 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 a train just like very much in the mix Kyle Lane runs like a train and he, he just <laughs> didn't stop he just did not stop and he was just a constant for for 10 years in the Queensland and Australia side it was one of the first names on the list, and it was just quality. Um, but I, I very nearly put James Graham in there because, again, very influential player. He, he kind of he's kind of rewritten the mold of the modern day yeah. prop forward. Really, he's very influential. But again, I, I was signed on rumor wiki for you, Akers, until uh, Sharky dropped that Kevin Ward bomb. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Am yeah. I the only one that did any research? <laughs> <laughs> It was not part of my not part of my uh, lifetime, unfortunately. I was born in the wrong year, obviously. Um, and I loved to watch him, watching Billy Wally Lewis and that in, in the pump. That would been fantastic. But I'd like to make a point yeah. there. I think Maul has been mentioned across two positions there, probably more. Really, yeah. Can you really have an international team without him in it in some position? Yeah, and no one's mentioned Jamie Peacock either, which is very surprising. Because again, you mentioned about giving it to the Aussies and having longevity in more than one position. Peacock yeah. is right up there, really. But again, he might not necessarily have that X factor. Yeah, I don't think his skill levels are to the level of some of the others. I think he, he yeah, may have that with his with his toughness and with his you know commitment. Oh, sure. But isn't that what you want from a, a prop forward, though, really? <laughs> you know, I was there, weren't you? Willingness to take it up, you know, oh, from his own line and, yeah. you know, be the first one there. And, and hey, yeah, nobody's, nobody's, mentioned, nobody's mentioned Harrison, no, prop forward. Right, so, no, yeah. player, you know. Yeah. And you watch, look back on videos of Harrison, his pump, he was yeah. quality. Yeah. Yes, he used to stay on field and all a, lot, a long yes. time, you know. Yeah. And he weren't good no, at it either. He weren't. He weren't. He, he never. He didn't really concede that many penalties. He weren't. He, he didn't. He never started a fight, but he might finish it, kind of thing. He, were, he weren't. Yeah. He weren't a dirty player like other ones. But the consensus. I'm just, just, come from. just so trying to get an Halifax player in there, you know. But <laughs> well, I very nearly picked John Bentley as my wing, to be honest, because. Again, he's he's, he's 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 done it for, for, for Great Britain, he's done it for England, he's gone over to Union, he's done it again, but again, you can't not pick Robinson Sailor, really. I think yeah. the consensus we've got to reach is, because a lot of people have put Morley in, in different positions, do you pick Morley, because a lot of, because you three have picked him in a variety of positions, or do we pick either Ruben Wickey or Kevin Ward, because in the consensus of others, it's, it's, it's a tricky one. 
a tough one, isn't it? It's a tough one. Yeah. I would I would say Kevin Ward myself because as much as I do like Morley as a player, looking back at videos of Kevin Ward, and again, Morley is loved by the Australians, but I think Kevin Ward is, like you mentioned, he was a bit of a ball-playing prop. You've got Sam Burgess there. If you've got a back three of Tally, Sonny Bill and Hanley, Oh, you are. Very, very direct. <laughs> I think you need a little bit of flair. I think Burgess and, uh, and Ward gives us that. Well, again, what, what what does everyone else think? Is there... Yeah, I'm happy. I, I'm, you know, I'm happy, you know, with that. I remember, I remember Ward here. I remember Kevin Ward. Mm. I, I think we conceded for Hanley and we should go with the Ute. Bring some youthful thing in with uh, Marley, personally. But... Marley? We have guests on the podcast, so I'll concede. I'll get it next week when we're picking best Super League socks of the Blue Socks era. Well, I'm up to Morley. I'd rather, I'd rather, again, it's, it's, it's up to you. I'm happy to go along the the lines. And because you three have picked Morley in different positions in that, you put him in. Because obviously, I think he's worth a place on the Dream Team. So, well, let's yeah, do it that way, that way. You've all picked yeah. him in different variations. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, let's have yeah. him. Let's have him there. Yeah. So, Burgess and Morley. <clears throat> now, last but not least, Hooker. Now, I think we could come to a full consensus here in comparison there. What so. a way to finish the show, if so. And, all right, so. We all second three or something. <laughs> Who's your Hooker? Uh, Benny Lyers. Oh, maybe not then. <laughs> yeah. But again, <laughs> call it, call it, call it. Yeah, about assumptions, don't you, Mike? Yeah, <laughs> Very true. Uh, see, I, I like my attacking hookers, you know, that go forward and stuff. And uh, I remember Great Britain Australia test match and first test, I think we beat him with their hooker. I can't remember who it was, it might be Walters or someone. And uh, he didn't do much. And they brought Benny Lias in for the last two tests and he just he ran his yeah. And they just, they weren't serious. And uh, I just, I don't know, I just, I liked him. I think he were, I think it was the first sort of like modern hooker that. He had a bit of go forward and, you know, he, he was like an half-back, so to speak. He worked just like a tackling, there to tackle and, you know, pass ball and stuff. And uh, So, yeah, Benny Lyers. There it is. Uh, Ackers. I've gone for Cameron Smith. Yeah, that's who I thought. <laughs> you know, because I just think he's the complete player. Complete. He's got everything, hasn't he? Yeah. Everything. You, you think of a quintessential rugby player. And yeah, him. It's, he's just got it all. Yeah, he has. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, yeah, Benny Lyons for my time, and, and I've seen videos, <laughs> and he's a quality player, cheeky, cheeky hooker, like 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 old school as used to be. But bit of a mullet. Yeah. Just a shame. Just a shame. Pinky never got picked for uh, England or out like that because we could have got picked for Wales though. Yeah, picked for Wales. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. Still going and all, isn't it? Pinky, like yeah. you know. He yeah. is. Again, he was the favourite ever team. Pinky being my team, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Cameron, Cameron Smith runs Sonny Bill Williams very, very close in my yeah. all-time favourite best rugby player because he's he's just if, if you watch him, I went to the um, Four Nations final when I was in uh, Anfield when we were in uh, Australia, New Zealand, and I, I made a point of just watching Smith by himself. And he just had the game all around his little finger, and he's, he's, he's just—I've never seen him with the best team in the world at that point as well, ranked number one. 
Yeah, they were. And for Smith to stay in, in the Queensland side and the Australian side, he's won countless premiers with, with, with Melbourne Storm. That spine that they had, uh, uh, that Australian spine of Slater, Thurston, Luckier slash Cronk, and then Cameron Smith is <clears> just <throat> unbelievable. And yeah, you just can't. You, what more can you say, really? It's just... That's another one who's uh, if their numbers coming tonight. That's another one who's coming over. Oh, that'd be great. He's on about <laughs> moving clubs, isn't he? There's talk in Australia about him uh, yeah. maybe not retiring and coming over here. It could. He's in one of those ways. Plays in a dinner suit as well. Like it's very rare for a hooker to play in a dinner suit. But he just has so much time and, and space, yeah. and it's just class. an absolute class out. Yeah. Just different class. I know you'd say the same, Rick, because you picked him up. Yeah, I well. picked him as well. I just think he raised the bar for what a rugby yeah. league player could be. And just like you said, to, to be able to keep yourself fit for that many games in a row and to be able to just win everything. And to keep that composure and make others around you better players as well. That's the mark of an of a all-time great player is to not only be good yourself but to make everybody else around you better as well so yeah I don't think you can look further than Cameron Smith I think we've got a little mini Cameron Smith at the club anyway the Cumbrian Cameron Smith but <laughs> no pressure on Brandon Bob blimey <laughs> <laughs> no pressure but yeah it's a wonderful what, comparison as well yeah, but no yeah Cameron Smith sorry Sharky but uh, I think no, you think he's influenced by the style of play it's like it's like, you know, Cameron Smith would be in the teams that, you know, win 6-0 six, six or 10-6, whereas Billy Lyers is more of an, an attacking player. He'd be in the team yeah. that loses 42-38, you know, attacking. So, Benny Elias and Montgomery's back Callum team, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you score third there. We'll score 28. Yeah, and again, one other thing for Cameron Smith is, the very, very modern way of, of, of hookers that you have two hookers, you have one on one starting and one on the bench. Cameron Smith was just played 80 minutes, yeah. He just for no other hookers on, on the bench. He was, and again, that, that shows the class of the guy where the coaches for both for Storm, the Queensland, Australia thing. I don't need another hooker, Cameron Smith doesn't need a rest, he's, he can just do it all. Whereas, great yeah. kicking game as well, from oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just change a game, take a game away from you with his boot. Didn't he, didn't he play at standoff the other day? I think he yeah, played at half back, yeah. didn't he? Yeah, he played at half back. And he just mm. did the same there, didn't he? You know, you know what I mean? They're yeah. mentioning at the moment that he could play Super League at half back if he wanted to. Of course he could. He could play Super League for another five years if he wanted to. He's just, he's just, he's just, he's just a class act. Back up. Get on blower, ask him how much he wants. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and when we get a million views from this podcast, we'll buy him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Smith, Smith gets the hooker. We could we could do a, another podcast just about Cameron Smith. He's that good, but unfortunately we don't have that much time. But that does complete our international thirteen. So we'll recap that from one to thirteen. We've got Billy Slater at fullback, Jason Robinson and Wendell Saylor on the wings, Malmeninger, Greg Inglis at centres, Jonathan Thurston and Darren Lockyer at halfback. Um, Paul Schoolthorpe at Luke's forward, Gordon Tallis and Sonny Bill Williams at uh, second row, Adrian Morley, Sam Burgess at prop, and Cameron Smith as hooker. That is a pretty decent team. Name a team that beats that one. 
Oh, God, yeah. Well, if you throw Wally Lewis and people like that into the mix, then it would do. But, again, it's the consensus and the parameters that we have to work with. But, yeah, I think I think that's a pretty decent team we've come out with. Well done, gents. <laughs> Very well done, gents. So, yeah, that is everything in terms of that one there. Um, it was it's, it's kind of mixed with sorrow, is this, this, this podcast, because we have lost two great Halifax people. I mentioned at the start of the podcast, we have lost Tony Gartland. But, Recap a little bit more about that because, again, I started watching Halifax in the early 90s and it was the legacy of the, 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 the 80s with Tony Garland and, 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 and Rookie who ran the club there. And I was lucky enough to see some sort of glory days at Thrumall. I was a bit too young for cup finals and all that sort of stuff. But, again, people like you, you, you two, Akers and Sharky, went to Wembley on the back of Tony Garland being yeah. there. And it's just... A fantastic. He got induct, didn't he get inducted into the RFL Hall of Fame in was it 2007? He got inducted into something for the work that he's done, and <coughs> he's hopefully there'll be something named in his sort of legacy in in that respect there because we can't not pay tribute to the man without yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, obviously it's it's still quite raw and and so on and things and uh, but uh, I think down the line, obviously, I think the club will do something. You know, to honour his legacy, which would be good. Mm, I hope so. I hope so. Yeah, I hope so because he deserves it. You know, he deserves it. It's easy, it's easy enough to say. You know, if he had loads of money, he'd put it. Oh, I'd put the, this much into rugby club and that. But doing it is another thing, and he did it. He brought us. He brought us some silver and then some good times. You know, some good times. And he can. And he can tell he loved. He loved facts because even. In hard times, he was still there. You know, not just with the glory days. There were times when he was there when we were doing so well and stuff. So yeah, you know, it, it, it was a labour of love for him. He was still putting money in silently as well, by all accounts. Well, even though he worked like, didn't um, he pay? For, uh, didn't he do a deal with club about uh, pensioner season tickets that year, where they got him, you know, for twenty quid or something like that, because he put the rest in there, you know. So you know. Like that. Yeah. Kept doing little bit, you know, not little bits, but big bits, really. You know, and yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm led to believe that it was, yeah, it was yeah. still putting a lot of money silently, even though it weren't like chief exec or chairman or something like that. Yeah. When if, if we ever did need money, there it was there to to, to help out at the, at the end of the day. And anyone who does that deserves all all the credit, and hopefully there will be some sort of tribute once once we all come out of lockdown and, and the world comes back to whatever normal is. There will be like a proper tribute send off, lasting legacy for him because he does deserve that. Um, and also the Simon Cooper deserves that as well because the, the theme of the show is being international game and. Simon Cooper was a, a big, big advocate for the international game, and that's why we've done the Dream Team. There's a little bit of a tribute to, to to the man there because again, again personally, he, he he was a big fan of both the podcast, the radio show, match reports on on the internet sites, whichever you want to do, and um, he, he didn't he didn't need to write in or or, or come into the match and shake my hand to say thank you, and I didn't need to do that at all. I don't do it for that sort of thing, but. It was it was a good man for that, and as you rightly said before, Sharky at the start, you can you can tell you can tell the measure of the man by the company keys and the tributes that are coming from Blair. Yeah. And again, hopefully, both locally and internationally, there is some sort of tribute for him. It'd be great to have a cup, a European Cup competition play for the Simon Cooper Cup, something like that, just so that his memory lives on there. 
I think um, he's yeah. to live on. He's, he's a great bloke with a great attitude. I think a quote came out by some of the rugby league journalists saying he, he basically said along the lines of, if, you, if you're thinking about developing the sport in another country, you know, don't be thinking about it. Just do it and, and put a game on and have fun and, let, and see what develops from it because, you know, that's the way you do it. And I think that is a spirit that can be embraced by everyone and I think that'll be the lasting legacy of the, of the game. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. Um, we'll end on something a little bit positive because um, we're trying to end these sort of things on positive. Um, one of the first shows that we did down at Phoenix, we did uh, with local clubs that came in, and Illingworth came in with a, uh, a shy young lady called Lily Bell Hunter who, who taught really, really well and at the time was playing games, but her big aspiration was to play Super League in the women's game. Her and her sister Summer have just been signed by Huddersfield Giants, so it's a big, big well done to all at Illingworth for all that they're doing for the for the girls and women's games there. So I thought I'd end on a, a bit of a positive note there that's as well. That's Leach. That's Leach. Uh, that's Leach's team, isn't it? I think. Is it? Oh, not da- Martin. Martin, sorry. Martin Leach. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's it's good to say that even though we are currently in lockdown and, dif- and difficult times, they're still they're still for the future and young lasses can still make the way, especially with the World Cup coming around the corner as well. So again, bring it to the international flavour. Hopefully, it's uh, we'll see some Halifax presence there in one shape or form. Love it. Um, coming back, and we've not mentioned it once. No, we haven't. It's all it's, it's all about the facts slightly in this podcast. It's always it's a rugby yeah, podcast with a <laughs> but no, that's all she wrote in terms of this week. Thank you very much, Axon and Sharky, for, for joining us this week. Thank you very much for your, Thank you. your choices in debate. Yeah. It's been very Thank much you enjoyable. for uh, inviting us on. Thank you. Nah, yeah. It's all good. It's all Maybe good. Uh, there, hopefully, we'll see you as a mascot next season, Sharky. <laughs> no, I'm retired. I'm retired now. <laughs> Go out in a blaze of glory. <laughs> uh, out there always. Internet land wants to send us their international 13, put it against that team. I've, yeah, I've, I've, yeah. If you disagree, yeah. let us know. If you agree, if you think we're talking bollocks, let us know. Uh, <laughs> anyone who tries to take Sonny Bill Williams out of the team will get short trip from me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Rick, as always, thank you very much. And from yeah. yourself and everyone, stay safe and put the facts. Thank you. Come on, facts. Come on, facts.